0: The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody, especially me. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something, so here we go. We're introducing True Car, True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is the great price? Because TrueCar shows you what other people paid for that same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, that's right, they do used cars as well, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Jasmine, some of these features are not available in all states. Hey, everyone. Uh, Thank you for listening to Starving for Attention. I'm Richard Blaze. I'm here with Jasmine Blaze. Hi. uh, And we're back in studio today. Actually, that's not true. Right now, we're at home. Uh, We just (laughs) left the studio where we recorded a couple of episodes. Uh, The one upcoming is a special one. I've been trying to get this guy on the pod since the inception of Starving for Attention. It finally happened. Uh, and this is one of those people that's just so busy, so popular, such a hit maker and a content creator uh, that it just took a little while to get him in here. But the amazing Dan Cutforth. Oh, I like that. I like a, a soft little. <laughs> that was
2: um, my, my, uh, my crowd noise.
0: And a nice little. It was like Tina from Bob's Burger was right there. <laughs> God, that's a dream. Perfect. Uh, but Dan Cutforth is here. Cuddy. Uh, if you know him well, um, uh, it comes up uh, whether or not that's a, 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 an applicable nickname. Uh, but this is kind of amazing. This guy has been a part of creating, like, truly all of the hit like reality every shows. Every
2: reality show that you know that's, you know, that was the beginning of reality shows, like, everyone you know, he probably had Oh, well, ended, let me see. Right? Have you,
0: what about Survivor?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. you've heard of that, right? right. Yep.
0: Uh, Bands on the Run? Yep. Um, what about this show called Project Runway?
2: Yeah. What about Last Comic Standing? Oh, bow, 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 last Comic
0: <laughs> Sandy. And um, have, I don't know if anyone on this show probably, it's not really our audience, but have you heard of the show called Top Chef? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Um, he's created or been a part of creating all of these shows. Yeah. Um, he's British, which is just, you know. Um, be
2: still my heart.
0: Yeah, exactly. We just kind of love it. Even if <laughs> though he's a Tottenham Hotspur supporter, yeah. uh, it's a good year. It's a good couple years to be a Tottenham fan. Uh, but Dan Cuthbert's coming in. Listen, we're going to do something different here. We opened up on the Instagram page Starving4Pod. That's Starving the number four pod, uh, a Q and a session. And in the upcoming episode, we get into it with Dan, but he does not have time or we didn't have time to answer all the questions. Plus so they're just, still
2: coming, you know, Instagram's kind of like a, a thing that lasts. So there's the exactly. questions are still coming. So, so questions have rolled <laughs> in, in the done,
0: last 48 so. hours since we've recorded the episode. Um, but let's get Excuse into it. Jasmine, you read me the questions and from, and, and who they're from. Uh, and, and and if you remember, hopefully they're ones that we didn't don't answer on the episode. Okay, go. We
2: kind of got into this one. It's from True Cooks, our buddy what, Chad what? Minton. True
0: Cooks, Chad what's Minton. up, Chad Minton? Um, Spiceology. We, okay. we
2: got into Tom Colicchio a little bit with with Dan, but um, he asked, "Is Tom Colicchio actually?" the coolest dude in the world in real life.
0: Which also, what I really love about, listen, this is Chad asking this question, yeah. is that he posed it the exact opposite of what that question usually is in real life. <laughs> right. So if you got kids in the car, I'm going to say just a mild word. The question, uh, this is a little heads up for the parents. The question usually is, is Tom Colicchio a dick?
2: Right, <laughs> yeah. The two questions are usually: Is Padmo hot, and is Tom a dick?
0: Right. It's yeah. like the f- most frequently asked questions. Okay, turn the volume and, back yeah. up. Yeah, and is is Gail nice? Right. I mean, that's pretty much it. And uh, that, that the, the question Chad has has reengineered it here to say: Is Tom Clickio the coolest dude in the world? The answer is yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you're, and it comes up in the podcast, Jasmine. Yes. You're incredibly. I am by a huge. To- I
2: always have been. Never more so though when we ran into him in L.A. Oh, what? You got oh, a story? You got, no, thought I, got I, was a, go I so, thought I got a better you thought I was Tom go, Colicchio story. Oh, okay. Well, you, you can tell your okay, Tom so Clickio you story. So you to Tom Cliqueo. But our, my Tom Clickio story was when he we ran into him in LA, and he looked great. Looked like he lost some weight. And he was like, yeah, I'm just really happy. I've been doing a lot of gardening. And right. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's just he's. A uh, man great. of the
0: people. And man yeah, he, people. he is. He's been super, super happy. I what mean, was your
2: Tom story, though?
0: Mine is, do you remember when we did the Top Chef cruise? And um, like Tom came sure. to our door and like, uh, Sally or your mother, my mother-in-law was there mm-hmm. and he just said hi to us. But uh-huh. it was like basically Tom Calicchio knocked at your door and uh, said hello. Like, yeah. And I think everyone was just like, ah, is, yeah. is this a quick fire challenge? Right. You know, I'm pretty sure <laughs> your mom, I thought <laughs>
2: you thought you thought the tables were turned and now you're on this cruise. And right. Now you're we're really stuck on the, performing. This is really yeah. my
0: third run of Top Chef. and right. It starts here on this cruise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of an amazing guy. So an easy, easy yeah. answer there. And you know what? I'm not going to get too much into more detail about Tom Clicky because he comes up in the po- in this yeah. episode. All right, what's the next question, Jasmine? All right,
2: let's see. Another question that we had. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this one, but oh. let's, let's see what you think about it. This one's from The Brick Kiln, which, weird, I actually have ornaments for the girls from The Brick Kiln. Oh, to- wow. Totally strange and how like the world is interconnected. But anyways, moving nice. on. Thank you, Brick Kiln. Yeah. Um, how do you decide on what food will be prepared each week?
0: Oh, well, I mean, I cannot answer it uh, definitively, um, but neither probably would, would Dan Cutfront. Right. So, I don't, yeah, I, I think um, it's a culinary question. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, really, basically, before a season starts, um, you know, everything's sort of drawn up. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's 24 challenges or 34 challenges, everything's sort of laid out. All of the guest judges and, uh, you know, the locations are already, you know, propped and ready uh, and it works through that. So, I mean, I, that, that's how each week sort of uh, works out. And obviously it's a mix of finding the right location and or venue for the uh, specific guest chef or, or sort of challenge at hand. So I think that's a loose political response, but I think I answered the question. What's next, Jasmine? Uh,
2: next is from Brownimal16. It's what is the process of chef selection? And I know you can answer this because you've been through yeah
0: it. okay so again i can i cannot answer it from an official casting perspective but uh there's kind of three different ways uh, th- there's really one way at this point i think it actually comes up yeah it does uh with dan and that is uh referrals referrals yeah yeah right. referrals
2: so if you are a past contestant yes then you can refer people that you know in your world maybe they work for you or maybe you know them from your city and you can recommend them as hey these guys would be great on top chef to the casting department and then the casting department picks it up from there
0: exactly yeah so um that that's one way referrals uh back in the day because i'm old and i my first season was season four wow i'm old uh you know it would be you can send in an application you could get referred um, or maybe you know casting directly, you know found something about you and they reached out to you. So those were the three ways for me. It was someone just reached out to me, and I've, I've told that story before, Jasmine, where I was like, "Oh yeah, great! You want me to come on and judge your show? It's great. I've never <laughs> seen it yeah. because I thought they wanted me to come on and judge at my first appearance. They wanted me to compete, yeah. uh, and I decided to go for it because I thought I'd be a punk if I didn't take the risk."
2: Yeah. Well, you, meant, you mean you decided to go for it as a contestant. As
0: a contestant. Right. Once you
2: Once you dealt with the ego blow that it wasn't a judging spot.
0: Exactly. I mean, and then the whole next six months were multiple ego blows. But that's kind of a big reason why you should go do it. I think as chefs in restaurants, a lot of people sort of we get sheltered and protected in our kitchens and restaurants from like the real world and we sit there and we, you know, say bad things about bloggers and Yelp and all of this sort of stuff. But like, I'll tell you what, if you, if you go on a show like top chef, you're a warrior exposed. I'm really glad I did it, even though it didn't quite work out for me the first time. Uh, but that's my sort of uh, little lesson for anyone who's thinking about doing it. What's next, Jasmine? All right.
2: Next is, uh, Cole is how I'm going to pronounce it. Okay. Zero zero five. Why did they stop doing the reunion shows after each season? Uh, I loved those. This I is also, loved those too. And I kind of wish we had gotten to this question with Dan. We're gonna have to email him.
0: Yeah. and get the response because when we saw this question, you were like, "I want to know. I want to know too."
2: Well, because I mean, I kind of see it. I kind of understand why possibly they they took went away from it. But what do you think?
0: I mean, I'm 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 almost certain that I have the correct answer here. I mean, this is just a ratings thing, right here. This is just. Um, you know, uh, generally speaking, if you think about what the the typical like housewives reunion show is, mm-hmm. there's hella drama happening. Yeah, something really, really crazy happens. There's a big reveal. There's super, super drama. People right. get up. How many people times do people leave the stage? Sure. And you know, chefs were just a little bit more, a little bit more controlled.
2: Yeah, but it's pretty funny watching like the highlights together. Yeah, I miss it Talking about too. some of the internal stuff that happened. You get Tom out there. You get you know some I, of the judges. I miss oh, it too. And I, quite I honestly,
0: it. I think for the contestants it's also a great way to sort of start the transition to what the next step is, what life after Top Chef is like.
2: Right. I was thinking it was kind of because Andy Cohen moved out of that position that he had as... um
0: Oh well, I mean, you can and, find and, someone else. You know, Come find know. Richard Blaze. I would love to yeah. do the reunion shows.
2: I don't mean he stepped out as a host. I just mean he stepped out as the. What was he? He was the. Uh, well, he, wa- he was. He was a big executive. Bravo. I mean, he was. He uh, yeah, was, he was a big executive. Bravo. Yeah. And maybe you know, maybe he was the one pushing those reunion shows, and maybe without his support. But I still think knows. he
0: does the housewife shows. So well, I, he
2: does because he's he's still a big part of that franchise.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to guess it's a combination of ratings slash uh drama that just kind of you know it costs money. You know, it does cost money. I also, I mean, here's another thing. There's f- what four or five housewives, yeah. and there's you know right. 15 to 16 chefs, and you got to fly people all, all around the country and you got to have them in one room. And you got there, so there is a cost involved. Next question, Jasmine Blaze.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, next question, Skills the Barber. Says, Did you just like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. you just like a little yeah, ice yeah, cube? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Uh,
2: Skills the Barber, does Top Chef tell Whole Foods? Can we talk about Whole Foods? Does Top Chef tell the market that they shop in um, to stock extra meat and meat they don't usually carry?
0: Because I've seen
2: them buy things at Whole Foods that I've never seen there when I'm shopping.
0: Yes. First of all, Skills the Barber. I love the Instagram handle. And also, I'm assuming Skills is a barber. I'm assuming. uh, And there should be a Top Chef for barbers. Let's, well, let's there just was get it. sheer genius. Uh, no? Yeah, but was it? I'm talking about like oh, barber barbers. culture. Oh, now, I'm barber. talking about like she, she high put, tops and shaving. Oh, Keep it did, on did quiet? I say that Why out loud? Are you that on the- Skills, hit us up. Um, listen, I, can, I think again, I can't give you the official response here, um, but I do know that no, it's, it's just straight up Whole Foods. A matter of fact, most of the time uh, the contestants are shopping, the store is open. And, you know, there's a lot of times, one of some of my favorite moments early on Top Chef were running around in my Top Chef chef jacket and having a guest stop me and ask me where an ingredient was. Do you know where the Amish butter is? <laughs> uh, no, and I don't have any time for you. <laughs> Another one of my favorite stories about shopping at uh, Whole Foods on Top Chef was Dale Talde, our buddy. Yeah.
2: Damn, son. <laughs> we, need Tallade, we need that. We need that.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, Dale hurdled like a, a a baby carriage in one. In one shop. Of course And it did. was the only time I've ever seen production stand down for 30 seconds just to be like, everyone, uh, come up here for a second. <laughs> Do not hurdle baby carriages. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, and, and it was Dale. And that was when Dale had, had ups.
2: Yeah. Right. You don't want to see that now. Because
0: <laughs> I, mean, I think he'd clip. <laughs>
2: Do you ever go back and see that Dale's like a baby? He, he's he looks like a baby in Top smooth Chef. Smooth skin. It's crazy.
0: He's still smooth skin. And and he's got a we, we talked about it earlier. He's got a he's got a baby boy coming.
2: Yeah, he does. Can't wait.
0: Can't wait to see that baby. Um. All right. Uh. So yeah, they don't stock anything extra. Do they? Do they? Uh, are they a little bit more uh, receptive to like requests? Possibly because you know nine people are going to rush the butcher stand. So they probably have a couple of extra people people behind the counter when they know Top Chef's coming in. But I don't uh, believe there's any new ingredients next.
2: All right. So this next one is from Journal. Journal. Maybe uh, or maybe right. it's a last name first name, but Journal. Yeah. Um and uh she's asking where uh will there ever be a season of fan favorites where the fans choose who goes on Top Chef from all the past
0: competitors. Wow. I and love- I
2: don't know if you'll know the answer, but this is just it's it's an, a good idea.
0: This is a great idea. Yeah. Again, I lo- you know, listen, crowdsourced. Right. Crowdsourced good ideas. Yeah. I mean, we should do more of this, quite honestly. Um that's a great idea. Um my guess is going to be no, but why not? And if right. not, you just gave away a really good idea. Like Hunger so, Games
2: style. You've been nominated.
0: <laughs> I hope not. Right. You've been nominated again. Yeah. To go um, back in.
2: And that actually takes us really well into the next question, which is from Chris. Which is
0: that Johnny Weir should host the next Hunger Games. Well, obviously. Because he it's was been, ready. That's the Olympics all, are that's over. all over the place. I that, know. I missed that, it. But yeah, I, had yeah. it, I had it right away. When I, As soon as I saw him, I was like, should he's ready to host it. Hunger Games. Okay.
2: Christine Newpower um, asks, what was it like after you left Top Chef? Yeah. how long did it take to recover quote unquote what kind of ptsd symptoms did you have Ooh. or still have Ooh. and do you cook differently <laughs> since participating? so that's a lot of questions so a lot go ahead and get in and i'll Christine remind power yeah.
0: that's a great question and i also it's really posed to me not necessarily to Dan yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's perfect um lots of things in there let's unpack it um one there's definitely a stockholm syndrome element to it when you get released because you have no phone no and wallet still. What?
2: And still, because you love Top Chef. You love everything to do with Top Chef. I do. Even though you were put through. You know, hell. That's true. That's true. I'm a <laughs> so fan. you're definitely I'm a big, I'm a still within boy. the grips of Stockholm. I'm still, so yeah. Still,
0: yes, still within the captor's grasp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you you when you when you get out into the real world, I remember like you're just a little surprised because it's been six weeks and all of a sudden now you have money. This is actually
2: a great story because when you got released from season four, yes. which was in two thousand seven, probably at the end of two thousand seven, right? Um, you, I was at work. And um, I got a phone call and it was you from a
0: payphone from a pay so first phone.
2: of all y'all you're gonna have to go and google that image <laughs> yeah. uh, if you don't know millennials I'll right. tell you
0: exactly where the payphone is right across yeah, from the McDonald's at O'Hare you at the showed d- it to the me Delta, yeah. I think the it's Delta gone terminal. now though right? I, I think it is but yeah. you can see there was a, ter- uh, a payphone there. so
2: you called me from a payphone because you that's how li- like you didn't have anything like your phone was dead or whatever it was happening in your life like you just basically like sh- just got dropped back on earth from an alien
0: spaceship it, it, it's kind of it's literally like that you're like yeah. on a planet you don't know what to do right and what oh, what, what did we share on that phone call?
2: oh, well, yeah, I could tell the whole story yeah. um, um, we shared you know that you were done with Top Chef, and I shared with you that I was pregnant that you didn 't know, beow, beow,
0: beow, beow, <laughs> which is just one of those clutch things that you didn 't reveal to me because you didn 't want to throw me off my game, right which is just an amazing couple like yep. really being a part of it, which I always say it's, it's the, the, the family and the friends and the the people who are back home, the business partners, they have a lot to do with it too because you know you 're thinking about those people constantly and they can really affect your performance whether they 're you know, if you have a one phone call with your significant other and they're like, you know, they rattle you, it could really be, a, uh, it could affect you. Uh, the other part of that was what? Do I mean, you cook so
2: differently since participating?
0: I think so. I think it, it gives you a great um, understanding of cooking for the people because you're cooking yeah. for like four or five million it strips people. strips it
2: down a bit too, right? Like it's the act of cooking. Like.
0: Yeah. And, it, and it, it, so, one, you get used to critique. So that changes the way you cook. You really learn how to cook more for the people and the guest. Uh, and then it, it, it empowers you and gives you the confidence to really cook in any situation. You know, when you get back to a restaurant that has lights and water and a staff and, you know, you have from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to get ready for service, it really empowers you when you're used to cooking in 30 minutes and, you know, you don't have running water or whatever the the challenge is. So it gives you a lot of confidence and a a new skill set for sure.
2: Definitely. All right, so this next one is from K, I'm just, I don't know, K.L. Pelra. You could just say it's K L. It's not one word, right? So I'm just gonna I, don't, I'm not like, looking I think at these the, are like these the are like questions. first name, last name. So K L right. Pelra. Got it. And um, they're asking, I hope uh, oh no, wait, that's that they hope they saw this in time. They didn't technically okay. but, right. we're here, but we're here, so, we're, so it's still good. We're, yeah, still, we're still getting you. Yeah, we're still getting so, you. So um are there now or will there be more cast house content available now we did kind of talk about this, this
0: yeah you're and smart. i think
2: we can still get into it
0: here <laughs> yeah i mean we can get into it like the, the you know i mean spoiler alert dan's gonna cover a little bit of this but yeah. um you know the cast house there's cameras on pretty much the whole time that the contestants aren't cooking there's still cameras on them except when they're literally sleeping yeah um, it's literally like i'm gonna go to sleep. Okay. Uh, take the mic off, sort of situation. Yeah, and a lot of great things happen at that cast house. There's lots of fun. There's lots of antics, of course. I, I
2: pitched my idea. I, I gave it my shot I, in the in our in our interview there with my idea of like a direct to camera cooking show, like in the cast house. Yeah, <laughs> just and- like family meal. That like, would be great. It would be great, and
0: there are you know, and listen, there've been there've been a lot of little digital attempts, I think, to cover different parts of it that haven't made it to air, yeah. Um, but there's just really some cool things that happen. You have you have 15 people living together that are strangers that are totally different people. And Dan,
2: I mean, you know, and I think uh, you know, as always, it's it's the time constraints like, yeah. of a one-hour show. But I mean, now with you know webisodes and and online content, and you know that Bravo Top Chef Instagram handle. Look, if you want to hit me up, like I can take it over.
0: Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and, I do. You know what they. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, there's content there for sure. I mean, Big Brother does it. Um, I'm surprised that they haven't done a little bit more cast house sort of stuff. Uh, and really, a lot of great food happens there. You're talking about just content. A lot of great recipes Right, well, happen.
2: that's what I mean. Like, you could highlight a recipe. Oh, here's, you know, b- somebody cooking, you know, Chef Carrie cooking in the kitchen and she's making her, yeah. you know, Denver omelet. And like, I used here's to love this. This is
0: just coming to me now, but I remember like they, in, in a couple of seasons, they would wake people up. I think it happened once with us and there's like, wake them up and cook in the, in the house. Or yeah, right. Like have challenges that have to do with the house. That's always fun because the houses are also usually bomb. Yeah. They're usually just like really, really great pieces. There was real a question estate. in
2: here about like how did they, how do they pick the houses? Is it Airbnb or rental? Yeah, we got like into that, that one. We covered yeah. it with Dan. Yeah, that, that one right. comes up. We yeah. got
0: that. Uh, what are we doing, Jack? Any more left? Last one. Last, Last one. 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 Here we go. Big finishing one. Finishing up with cu- right.
2: Cupcake Cooks. Cupcake Cooks. What makes Top Chef so successful and gives it its staying power versus all the other cooking competitions? <laughs>
0: wow. Um, I, I mean, Dan definitely covers this. Talks um, about it. I mean cuz you know I mean uh, we talk about so many different things. I mean I think it this is really the fact that they've stayed the course of you know showcasing you know the best of the best in the industry, right?
2: Yeah, oh yeah. The talent on there just keeps getting getting deeper and deeper. I mean, you know.
0: And and, and maybe it is because of things, quite honestly. Now I'm gonna take back something I just said, but maybe it is because it doesn't focus on the shenanigans of right. the cast house and it doesn't yeah. really
2: although they did that one season, you remember? That one season it got a little like bachelor-esque. Well
0: even Dan says like they throw th- different things up against the yeah, wall, to see if it right? Sticks. To see if it sticks. Yeah. Um, but I really just think this, this this happens it happens, you know, because of talent. There's just, you know, fourteen or fifteen people, and I say this always as an alum and it would be real easy for me as someone who now is one top chef to be like yeah the best people are only the two, you know the two people who are in the finale half the cast every season is just at least half the cast is just incredibly talented and those people the also rants who finish 7th or 8th a lot of them go open up multiple restaurants they go yeah. win James Beard awards they go they go make amazing cookbooks they host television shows so much talent on that show go go look up some of those people that are just killing and crushing the game and 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 they're not all people who were just finalists that's our last question Jasmine? that was it yep well uh um hey Jasmine you know that sometimes we get into a dinner rut right right although i was going to say you know lately we haven't really been getting into a dinner rut you've we been haven't... cooking a lot
2: yeah well i I've, I've been eating um on this cleanse that I just, I just wrapped up. So, you know, it, it requires to cook because there's, there's nothing you can eat. That's right. You have to buy just a a basket of vegetables.
0: But um, if you didn't just buy a basket of vegetables, you know, the way to do it is to uh, turn to Green Chef, which we've been doing from time to time. They're an organic meal kit that brings you the convenience of home cooking combined with fine dining flavor. We should do
2: some on our stories.
0: We're going to do on some. On that's a great idea. You think? Especially Get on a Starving box, for Pot. We'll do some stories. We need to do that, yeah. which is our Instagram account that everyone should go follow. Uh, but we, I've really loved the fact that Green Chef is so easy. I mean, I'm a chef, so it should be easy for me. You find that it's pretty easy, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Easy to read, instructions, everything's kind of. The hard work's done, you know, the vegetables are chopped if they need to be chopped and diced and you know all that the stuff. The vinaigrette is, is
0: seasoned, right? It's right. really the seasoning yeah. stuff. I mean, most people can just follow instructions. They have these amazing pictorials. Uh, we also love Green Chef because they have a variety of meal plans to choose from, which really is important for uh, Jasmine. And they have vegan, paleo, keto, gluten-free, and more. That's but you're right. done now with the cleanse. I'm done. But we're going to still done. be Six eating weeks. some of this uh, amazing uh, Green Chef stuff, especially... I think the cauliflower fritters are on deck. Cauliflower is hot. Uh, it's pretty easy. You just go to greenchef.us slash Richard. Pick your favorite meal plan. And Green Chef will send you a gorgeous box filled with organic ingredients and easy recipes. Uh, These meals, they take just 30 to 45 minutes, uh, and they come with all their ingredients pre-portioned, mostly pre-chopped for us. For convenient and organic meal kits delivered right to your door, which is, again, kind of the incredible part, go to greenchef.us slash Richard, and you'll get $50 off your first box. That's greenchef.us slash R-I-C-H-A-R-D for $50 off. All right, so here's Dan Cutsforth, uh, creator, hit maker of many shows. But uh, most importantly, maybe to us, Top Chef. Here's Dan Cutsforth.
1: Whatever you want to talk
0: about. Nice. And me. you can just tell me if uh, you don't want to, you know, at the end of it, you're like, hey. Uh, Could you cut that, that out? Sucked. Let's cut that out.
1: Yeah. Heather, okay. we good?
2: Uh, Dan, can I get some levels on you?
0: Yeah,
1: sure. I'm going to talk about it like this. I might shout if Richard really upsets me. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think
2: it's more likely to.
0: Jasmine's going to upset me. Yeah. I might just low. I can, lull, I can You might just like lull me, and like your your accent. I'm I, I'm kind of I, <laughs> we'll I do. We always
2: get enamored with accents. we were enamored we had with
0: accents. Stone in a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, no, I heard that. Uh, but specific. Uh, I don't quite British have accents. those silky tones that Curtis has, especially <laughs> right now. Really, I I, I prefer I prefer the uh, <laughs> the, the, Brit- the, the British, British over the Aussie accent personally. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't tell Curtis if you know the Aussie accent is more colorful.
1: I feel like, but
0: perhaps. Perhaps. Some of their, like, uh, their slang, right? Tends yeah. to be. Um oh, well, British slang. They do. Good it's, too. it's
1: similar to British slang, only you just add Y to everything, like, you know. <laughs> every, right. Everything's, you know, like, <laughs> everyone knows Barbie, but everything they have over there ends in Y. It seems like it. It seems like it. Um, it's a little,
2: yeah, it's a little more of a party accent. True. Whereas, you know, British is a little more.
1: It's usually proper. people well, yeah, it's who've proper. only yeah. met me on the phone assume that. I'll be about sixty-five years old wearing a blazer. You
0: right. know? So, yeah, <laughs> a little ascot. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Dan Cutforth. Yes. Can I call you Cuddy? Yeah. Sure. This is a big moment for us. Like a for, big moment for me. No, I've been looking moment forward for to you? this. Oh my gosh! I mean, uh, you're you're a hit maker. So um, thank you for like showing up. You made a face like when I said you're a hit maker, <laughs> and you were like, oh, I don't know. Or is that yeah, that's a very yeah. Richard Blaze sort of reaction no, to I someone saying you did <laughs> you did something really good? No, I feel like I don't know. No, I I. That's, a, that's maybe putting it a bit a bit uh, kindly, but that's nice of you to say so. Well, it's true. Um, I, can I call you? I can call you, Cuddy? Sure. Because I heard someone say that once, and I was like, "Oh, cut! You mean cutty?" And that's I was what like, people oh. call me behind my back at work, but it's totally fine. I don't <laughs> oh, okay. have problem. It's not
1: offensive,
0: you know. Right? Um, like, like sometimes people call me Blazy, which I yeah, don't really like. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, that's but what I'm going to call you from now on, yeah. Blazy. Yeah, I like it. There's a lot of other things that Jazzy you and Blazy. Call, yeah. This is the yeah. this yeah. is the right. food everybody's, hour with Jazzy and wise. Blazy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm sure. Also, there's a lot. I've probably worked up since. Like you've kind of. I feel like I've grown up a little bit under your watchful eye.
1: Well. I definitely. I well, look. I mean, we've been working together for quite a while now. I know. So yeah, I, d- I
0: think that's definitely true. Like you remember when I was like. Really chubby and and even, even <laughs> I pastier. sent you a picture the other
1: day. <laughs> I, I saw I was
0: watching, Food
1: Network is always on in my kitchen. My my kids watch it all the time. Right. And um and I suddenly looked up and there was a chubby Richard from uh, the uh, from the early aughts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we oh, wow. call it D- there you go. And um, network, so, so I snapped
0: like, a picture of it and oh. texted it to him. Just <laughs> yes. to kind of <laughs> yes in uh, pink rocks and super baggy pants.
2: It keeps you real. It's I, good. It
0: does keep me real. Yeah. I remember like my, the, so you know you you created Top Chef right so like. Like, I owe you a gra- some gratitude and some thanks. Well, for- I,
1: I feel like I owe you quite a bit of gratitude as oh, well. Oh, wow. So.
0: That, well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, I mean now, it. Now, when you – so I just want to ask that question personally. Like, my mm. when I first got on Top Chef, are you, at that point early on, were you, like, involved in, like, those casting decisions? Oh, yeah. Like, so you looked at a picture of, like, Chubby Blaze, and you're like, I don't know, pink <laughs> rocks and a faux hawk and molecular gastronomy. <laughs> I'm
1: in. You know, what? I I actually – yeah, right from the very first season – um, the casting process has always been the same. We get sent a lot of tape. We narrow it down to a certain number of people, like maybe thirty. We try to make it around thirty. Usually, ends up being closer to forty. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> don't worry, we have that. You got that ready to go. Yeah, they're yeah. smiling. Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, and then and then we meet everyone face to face. And you probably don't remember your meeting with me. And to be honest with you, I don't remember my meeting. Oh, wait a minute. Which, no, no, I I would have met with you. There was one season when I was away shooting another show and I didn't do the casting session. But, yeah, I would have met with you. You don't remember it. I don't remember it. But I I do remember you... Actually, as soon as you were on the show, it became apparent from the first episode that you were going to be a big character on it. You were a a kind of a, a type. <laughs> if I can talk about you like you're not really here, you you were
0: the you were the prototypical faux hawk chef. Oh, um,
1: totally. I thought we're, you were,
0: I thought you were going to say lesbian, by the way. I thought that that's where we were going to go. We,
1: we were fairly well
0: stocked with lesbians <laughs> on that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a type, so the type was like, yeah. uh, like well, a who, new type for us. Yeah. Oh, okay. it was And
1: then and then it <laughs> seemed like there was an endless procession of faux hawk chefs, followed by the uh, somewhat tattooed, followed by the very tattooed. Yes. yes. Chefs. yes. And kind yes. Of, there's been a progression, just like there
0: has with every culinary yeah. trend of course. made its way into the show And as there's well. always that sort of behind the scenes in restaurants where then, like, the haters, and it's okay, oh, yeah. I think, to address them, where they're like, oh... That person's on that show because they have a faux hawk or that person's on the show because they have tattoos, which is obviously ridiculous. Because
1: what kind of show would we be if we just had that? And, you know, that's the thing about I think the thing that Top Chef has always been about from the beginning. And it's the reason we wanted Tom to be the head judge on it was we wanted it to be authentic and we wanted it to be true. To what chefs really go through. And there's no point in doing that if you then have a bunch of talentless hacks who just sort of look interesting and and fight each other a lot or something.
0: We'll get into it, I think, later, but basically becomes the whole struggle with food on TV, right? Is that, you know, with so many shows right now, there's, I was just talking to one of my cooks got on one, uh, you know, an episode of a show. There's just, there's thousands and thousands of cooks now yeah. that are in one episode yeah. shows. Like, you're not going to run out of cooks, but to run out of, like, big dynamic talent, that's could happen, perhaps. I don't think so. No, I I've nice.
1: worried about that for a while, nice. but I don't think so, because I think that... um you know, every year, how many people do you think join this profession? And then maybe within about six seven years of work they're probably ready to be on Top Chef maybe if they're or maybe a lot less if they're good you know some t- like Kristen Kish I think had been working as a professional chef for maybe three years oh that's like right that that's when right. she went on the show um, Marcel when he was on had only been working for he was only a couple of years out of culinary school and that was in the earlier seasons as what, well, but you know which was sure. a little bit different a bit less competitive well, from that perspective the
2: cool thing is that you're starting to see uh, the trees we talk about that like chef trees even within Top oh, yeah. Chef now right you're seeing chefs that are related To other chefs that have been on, and and that's just kind of cool to see that progression happen.
0: That's got to feel really weird for you, right? Like I mean, we're in this moment. Like I I mean, it's it's. I'm honest to say, like I wouldn't be sitting here in front of the microphone talking to you if it wasn't for you and and other people as well, right? Right. But now you have you know hundreds of chefs who the the list of people that have accomplished big things that were just and also ran on Top Chef is massive. Oh yeah and now they're bringing people up through the show and also, you know, winning awards. Like, you've started, like, uh, the, there's a well, big yeah, change. Well, mo- like yeah,
1: most shows do big open calls for the casting, and we don't do that. We have such a network. Like you said, we have this, these, this forest of chef trees that we can kind of go to, and most of the people that we find for the show come to us as a recommendation from someone else rather than someone who literally walked in off the street or applied. That's right. Um, so, yeah, that's, def- that's definitely happened. You know, the thing that's really weird is this happened in casting, maybe a couple of seasons ago someone came in and said well I yeah I grew up grew up watching the show and I was yeah. like what <laughs> that, that was that yeah. was a bit of a sobering <laughs> moment it's like to think that it's like the most meta moment you could have where the show that you sort of started doesn't feel like that long ago and suddenly someone's coming in because they used to watch it before they were you know like, I don't know when they were in there yeah. Sure. Right. Well,
0: that it was, was really apparent to me. We just got done, uh, I w- you know, doing a, a bid on Top Chef Junior now, which is yeah. a thing in its second season, yeah. right? Um, and I remember being in the first episode of the first season of Top Chef Junior, and when those kids walked out, oh, yeah. I was like, "What have we done?" <laughs> Basically, right? Because there was like there were there were little versions of all of these right. Top Chef characters, of which I'm one. Yeah, and it was like, wow, we've sort of created this, and then you tasted their food, and you're like, oh, we did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> look what we created. Right. But
1: uh, well, I say this is you know my my kids love to cook, and um, and not because of Top Chef, like literally. I think my, my oldest, uh, my twins, my 13-year-old twins have been watching Food Network for probably about three years and they only just started watching Top Chef. And I don't want to make a thing of like, you really should watch my show. <laughs> no, uh, um, but, but, um, but eventually they did and, and they loved it and everything. But, but I, I, sorry, the point of, my, of what I was saying there is that when, when I see them cook, I think it's an amazing thing for kids to cook because it, it's a, you know, my abiding memory of childhood is feeling like I did, wasn't in control of anything. Like everything was done for me or I had to be where I was told to be and do what I was told right. to do. And cooking is this place where kids can express themselves and be in control of their own environment and do something that impresses their peers and, uh, and adults. And it, I think it's really good for kids to cook.
0: Yeah. And I mean, also, I mean, it's good for kids to watch cooking on TV, competitive cooking, I feel like our kids have had that same situation where um, they're watching an episode of Top Chef and uh, they go to commercial and our kids turn to us and like, oh my God, Dad, is Brooke going to go home? (laughs) And I'm like, they've fallen for it. Like, they're a part of it. Like, I know know where the kind of, maybe where the editing's going. But it's also, Mm -hmm. I mean, Top Chef maybe is a little bit more adult, but I feel like it's one of the last family-friendly things that you can just put your kids in front of the TV to watch. Yeah. Do you, I mean, that's not something you think
1: about. No, I do think about it because I actually, it's funny. Everyone always talks about, oh, kids these days are growing up and they don't watch TV. They're all, they're all about streaming and nonlinear and all this sort of stuff. And that's true to a certain degree. But actually, um, my, my kids like to watch TV with us, with me and my wife. And, and, and it's been a real, you know, it was actually really fun watching Uh, the first season of Top Chef Junior with my kids because all four of them from 13 down to 7 all really liked it in slightly different ways and for different reasons. And it was incredibly rewarding to just sit on my couch watching the show um, with my kids. And it also helped me produce it, actually. It helped me sort of think about um, how we, you know, think about... Everything from casting to challenges to editing. And it made me realize what the kids really appreciate in watching it and what different
0: Mm. age groups get out of it and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of fascinating to me because I feel like the same thing happened to me as a chef Hmm. when our kids... You know, when our kids were old enough to like eat solid foods, and all of a sudden you're presenting (laughs) them. I had no idea what you were doing with that. When when (laughs) you're presenting them, like I remember specifically like presenting this asparagus with hollandaise sauce to our oldest Riley. And Riley just like took a bite and like kicked it off of her, you know, her table at the moment, right? She threw it it at me because she didn't care about the history of France or how beautiful (laughs) the dish was. She only cared about how it tasted. Mm. And it like really changed the way that I looked at how I created food. So it's kind of what you're saying is. As far as like, you know, developing a, a television you gotta, show, gotta make it for the people, right? But <laughs> also like, the, there's a purity, right, to like yeah. the, a younger person's mind where like they're 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 not jaded, no. Right, and, it, and it with, with like TV, when I had that moment even with Riley watching the show, watching Top Chef, she's like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm like, oh, well, they're going to go to a commercial. That person's obviously going home. Uh, but she, yeah. she fell for it, hook, line, and singer. Uh, Dan, real quick, <laughs> yeah. uh, are, are this, this we're going to get into some questions later in okay. the episode. Yeah. But this is a question coming from uh, one of our, our main listeners. Oh, and they want to know... Uh, big question coming from our fan base. Uh, they want to see more Richard Blaze in the next season <laughs> of Top Chef. Uh, and when I say this is coming from our biggest fan, okay, this is really my own question.
2: I didn't, I didn't, see, this that, is, yeah. I didn't see that. I not see that one. This right. is not a
0: question. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert.
1: Will we be seeing yeah. Blaze-y? Yeah. In in what I, what well I think done. is like, if we can maybe get a new kind of outfit for you that feels a bit more Blazy. Oh, I you know like what I mean? I think go. we
0: could sort of invent so, this new So I have to re, re, recreate myself. you got to bring
2: that Fohawk back, I think. You've got to go, <laughs> you know, listen. I think listen.
0: that's what he's saying. I can be a little bit more Graham Elliott. If that's what we need to do, we can go there. Um, um, but it, 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 is, it is a question that people want to know. Again, it's only my question. We, we, can, <laughs> we, can, we can get into it.
1: You know. I, I'm expecting a lot of a lot of blazy
0: this, <laughs> nice. uh, this look at coming that. season of Top Chef Kentucky. Super, super excited. Without Top Chef, of course, there wouldn't be Top Chef Junior. We're talking about that. Um, well, with
2: with Top Chef Junior, though, I have a question because you yeah. guys—I mean, Top Chef—arguably first to market, you know, competitive food mm. cooking, or at least pretty early on. Yeah. But Top Chef Junior, you guys were uh, not the first ones to come with kids. What right? took so long? Not st- at all. Yeah. What took so long? Took so long. What? What? What made you hesitate? Then? um Well,
0: look at this. this is a, look <clears throat> at this. He's got, this no, is sorry. Up. I just. <laughs> okay. You don't oh. have to get your air horn out again. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> a little bit of a cold. It's flu um, season. We, <clears throat>
1: yeah. we all have to. No, actually, um, we were. We were. We could have been first to market. We did casting for a season of Top Chef Junior back in, I want to say, maybe 2010. Yeah. And we found great people. And it was with Bravo. And Bravo decided, they looked at it and they said, these these are great characters. But the show, now we're looking at it, the show just feels off-brand for Bravo. Mm. Which I think was actually true. I, d- I don't yeah. think it was exactly right for Bravo. Um, but... Uh, it was a tantalizing glimpse into what might have been. And then we saw all these other shows come along, but you know what? Actually, um, I've, I've heard it said that, that Fox was not at all convinced that, um, that MasterChef junior would work. And, and from what I understand, the, uh, production company behind it put a, you know, had to basically shoot their own pilot to get that. And and now I think that most people feel like it, it's a better show than MasterChef. I've I've heard that said anyway. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Um, so, doing it with kids
0: is a little bit of a risk. Yeah. Uh, now, there was a rumor. For, for a lot of reasons. There was a rumor probably. that there was a pilot, actually, that you guys shot a pilot. No, I don't we know didn't shoot a pilot. Oh, okay. No, so, no, wow, so, that did... is isn't true we... conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah,
1: I it know. is. We, yeah. Just did a... we did casting. So, it's good for and those, you to those know kids that. Are probably, yeah. that sort of the kids that we found are probably now... Yeah, they applying, could be on Top Chef now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so here's exactly. so
0: here's the the rumor amongst like Top Chef competitors at the time was that they, that there was a pilot and some you know teenager cut their finger and everyone got spooked <laughs> and <laughs> that's that a true thing. Like I don't know if it was well, Casey Thompson or Marcel hilarious. or someone telling me that I can't believe you're, you're blowing story.
2: somebody up. Blowing you Casey Thompson no up. You have no clue who told you that. I don't. I don't. I don't but I but it I just like
1: to something she'd say. It does. Now let's blame Casey. I, no, but, but ironically, when we did do Top Chef Junior, as you guys said in your, own, in your podcast where you recapped it, mm. it was a bloodbath. I mean, unfortunately, much to our horror, the kids were cutting themselves yeah, left and right. Sure. And, and so... actually this theory that we would have just canned like a kid cut themselves (laughs) we're going to have to put this thing to bed don't ever anyone ever (laughs) speak of it
0: also I don't think I called it a bloodbath. I might have I think I I I might have I Uh, I
1: mean uh, we've
2: cooked with our kids and it's we had at one point we were watching both of our kids had knives in the kitchen slicing something and I was just like Waiting because you just don't know, yeah. You and I would also
0: know. say yeah. that even though those are, those are kids, I've, I do a you know, I do some work on other shows, yeah. It happens, it happens. I yeah. mean, Top Chef's one of the rare shows that there's probably not a adults. medic every no. 30 yeah. minutes running out on, onto the set. It's true. Um, now you know, Top Chef, you know, how many it's what 12 physical years and six, yeah, we seasons? shot the
1: first season in 2005. Okay. We shot at the end of 2005 at Ed in 2006.
0: We were just talking about, Mm. actually, um, because you know that I always, I want to be you one day. You know, I told you this the other day in like a (laughs) room somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, you're handsome. You got an amazing accent. I know. I want to be you. You're a good person. (laughs) Um, And I was thinking about that first, the first quick fire challenge, which I think I told you was, was it just like in Hubert Keller's Florida Lee, And it was just throwing someone on the line for like 30 minutes, right? Yeah. and do, was there anything like in that moment you're like, that was just like, yeah, this is, this is it or this is, or like, what, yeah, were you,
1: there was actually, there was a moment. Um, it's funny because it, if you think about it, it's not really like any other quick fire. It's not really a quick fire challenge at all. It's really an elimination challenge, but right. we called it in, in at the deep end and we wanted you know, we were starting this show and we wanted to, we wanted to um, show what how, what a what a chef really does, and we knew that the that the whole uh, series would be shot in this kitchen, you know, largely and on location, serving on location. Um, so we wanted to get out into a real restaurant kitchen in the first episode. So we we literally threw them in at the deep end. They went on the line, and that was fine. And actually, didn't work quite as well as I thought because I didn't know enough about how kitchens really worked at the time. Um, when, I, when you say it didn't work, like blocking wise, or because I get, I remember, no, the, the, you know, it wasn't really a very fair challenge because uh, at the beginning of the night there was pretty much nothing going on, and then <laughs> suddenly when they had a rush on, it was all happening. <laughs> got it. And the, you know, it wasn't really the same for everyone. So
2: the person and, that got to seven to seven thirty shift really got plowed,
1: probably. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> there were some people in the middle who really. It, it was it was fun though, you know, and, and Harold, um, who went on to win that season, literally got kicked off the line because his hands were shaking too much and Hubert kicked him off the line. It was kind of brilliant. But the moment actually that made me feel like, oh, this is going to work as a TV show was when this guy, Ken, who got eliminated in that first episode, had so- just was incredibly offensive, I think. As I recall, he was incredibly offensive. It's been years since I saw it to, to I think, Tom and Hubert. And they kind of shut it down. And then Tiffany went off on him. <laughs> about respect and sure. how you should behave as a chef. And it was like, it was great because it was like, you know, reality shows, you, you need that element of drama and conflict and, you know, and drama is conflict and vice versa. But our, our show was never really built to be about that. But the fact that there could be this organic, very heated exchange that really came out of what the subject matter was made me feel like, oh, this is, we, we could be onto something here.
0: Right, by, by the way, also, Ken, probably the only first eliminated person that everyone remembers, like if you're a big fan of the franchise. <laughs> That's true. Like I always um, would joke that that would be a fun, that would be a fun sort of one-off special, like just bring back all of the first, first eliminated people. First yeah. eliminated, you're like, yeah. remember, like, and you could honestly bring back 15 people that never were on the show. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, they, they, yeah, you don't remember this guy? Yeah, he went home in the first episode. uh, I love to stay hydrated Yeah And on on set It's usually with uh, Sam Pellegrino I was gonna
2: say Yeah uh, yeah. I just
0: I love the bubble I mean it's just I love the effervescence Yeah Right You know Whatever that You
2: require effervescence
0: High A high level of it Yeah The bubblier The better Yeah Uh, Pellegrino does a really good job Um, And you know Like just like in food um, The source indicates quality uh, it invokes craftsmanship and traditional old-world values. And the source reinforces connection we have with each other and to the world. Uh, San Pellegrino 's bottled in Bergamo, Italy, since 1899. Jasmine, that's a long time. Uh, and what I love about Pellegrino is they work really, really closely with chefs. And, you know, they also know that chefs are incredibly meticulous about the ingredients that we select for our menus. We insist on knowing the sources our food comes from. And we support farmers and suppliers who share our values. Guess what? Pellegrino does the same thing, yeah. and they support the culinary community yeah, they pretty do. intense. It's like a family. Uh, I serve San Pellegrino in all of my restaurants, not only because of the taste and how it enhances the flavor of the food, but because of the brand's relentless support of the culinary community. Remember this morning when, you, when there was a Pellegrino in the uh, trash, and you uh, were like, that's recycling. This right. is an issue that happens a lot.
2: There's a couple of household issues I, I could bring, I recycle. I could, I could It wasn't yeah. that I
0: wasn't going to recycle the San Pellegrino bottle
2: right but it was in the trash
0: because i was gonna take it from the trash upstairs and move it into the recycling container downstairs Mm. because it was late at night Mm, okay you don't believe it
2: you're not like top marks recycler for sure (laughs) no
0: it was in its transition a holding a holding state it was in its transition heading down all the way to um, well we
2: recycled that little pellegrino bottle
0: we did we recycled the pellegrino bottle uh and listen um If you're at home as you gather around the table with family and friends, we encourage you to enhance your own meals by choosing S. Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area or for some additional culinary inspiration, I need some, visit sanpellegrino.com. Man, I really love those.
2: The Advanced Specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking, minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids, endometriosis, and other GYN conditions. In response to growing concerns over the coronavirus, CIGC now offers e-visits. We know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life. CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a Consultation at innovativegyn.com or call 888 surgery. That's innovativegyn.com or 888 surgery.
0: Hey guys, this is Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules, and I want to invite you to the party I'm throwing every week, my new podcast, Shenanigans. I'm going to be getting into some crazy conversations with friends, like my first guest, Ariana Maddox. We're cranking it up to 11, playing games, telling juicy stories, and holding nothing back
2: as we get into some Sheena-level nanigans. That's why it's called Shenanigans, duh.
0: So download new episodes every Tuesdays on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com, and don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts.
1: This is Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze.
0: Now, though, again, many, many years later and seasons later, all sorts of awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a legacy. And I think the other day you were – I don't know if maybe I used – you used the word maybe legacy. or I did. I did. Yeah. So, like – what changes now that it 's a legacy it 's like when I think of restaurants yeah and you know I have a restaurant now that just turned four years old, which is you know thirty five in human years <laughs> Yeah. it 's starting to think about itself as like a, a as a legacy yeah. um, what changes like is the pressure is it more pressure or less pressure sort of both okay um, because
1: well what I, what I was saying to you was that now if you look at Well, I guess, you know, you were talking about how many food shows there are. It is incredibly difficult to do something new in culinary and to launch a new culinary show is really, really hard. Mm. And um, when you have been around for as long as we've been around, you're just part of the furniture. People know what to expect. They know what the show is. But the pressure is always there to keep it fresh and not have it feel like, oh, I saw this five seasons ago. And and we're lucky in a way that we get to go to a different city in every season or cities sometimes. So you get to reinvent the show that way. But the, the other thing that's kind of cool about it is that there's an almost infinite variety of challenges that you can do because, you know, every challenge comes down to what are you going to be making? Who are you going to be making it for? In what circumstances, how long are you going to have? What kind of budget? There are all these parameters that you can mess around with. And then, Food is so kind of fatty that there are always new ideas that are coming up, whether it be like the one that we did with you on duels, right? Where we did the dining in the dark thing where they were blindfolded. Yeah, I right. you know, like we love that one. That, was, um, that was a thing that people that were doing. And on. so we, yeah. we'd been talking about turning it into a challenge on Top Chef for a while and and doing it with you on duels where we got to do three courses was really cool because then we got to see really interesting variety of challenges that we could do with the census or did we just make yeah. it about the census
0: I think it was a census challenge and I remember and I, I one round pressure was cooker out and Curtis was there of course because he hosted it uh, that was a lot of fun though. I love sort of challenges like that um, and that was also probably the last time Marcel talked to me in that episode <laughs> well,
1: I don't I'm know what happened you, but- I'm, I'm going to act as um, as as uh,
0: I don't know, intermediary Inmediate. or mediation. yeah, to bring I you guys this. back. Yeah, because to go. I'm a fan. I I love the guy, and like uh, I'm a. You guys a fan. got in a Twitter fight or something? Didn't got you? in a Twitter fat fight about I did some sort of cat food endorsement, and he got very upset with me. But we'll bring him on the podcast, and then yeah. maybe we'll bring you to. Mediate. I think it'll be all right. I'm not. If we people we
1: sort of feel like my, like people always have a uh, kind of down on Marcel and he's such a nice guy he right? is. I mean, uh, he's such a good guy to hang out with i'm I surprised agree. that he i was actually surprised to
0: hear that he that he did that. I, I you know i'm probably making more of it than it actually was i have always been a fan of uh but also his talent like you know i think you know uh in his season you had a, you know that was the Alan Hall season in right. Marcel and they had a big it was an awesome of, it was a pretty awesome <laughs> I mean, it was an that, awesome that season. was one of the
1: that was one of the worst moments actually that we ever had on the show. And yet, at the same time, kind of was the moment we broke through in pop culture. It was the moment when when Marcel got attacked after hours, we weren't even there shooting it. They right. shot it; they were filming it themselves. Yes, the uh, the, the
0: the head, head shaving, shaving incident right. that we it had. It was pretty crazy a, that that happened. Yeah. It, it was. was. Really kind we of had nuts. Alon on the podcast. Oh yeah, and yeah, he. A, I I'm, you know, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he deni- like, denies uh, any sort of yeah. wrong yeah. or whatever. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure it <there's> the instigator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he seems like um, an instigator. But that was also the moment. I, I, this is great for like Top Chef super fans because that is where also a lot of fans, because I read the blogs, and I don't know if do you read any like do no, good for no, you. No,
1: I don't. I don't. I stopped doing that a long time ago because it was making me crazy. And I found that huh. you, whatever, whatever my deepest fears were about the show, I would find someone who would put their finger exactly on it, and then it would make me feel right. like. Right, I, I suck.
0: Yeah, yeah. you're like yeah. M- Marie from Wisconsin. She, she, she knows. Yeah, she, she knows. she, yeah, she <laughs> sees through she me. She got soul. It. Um, yeah. But that was the episode where I think a lot of fans. There's that little scrolling bit at the end that says producers can make the final decision, which is by the way in every reality show. Yeah, where it, people then think that that was some sort of moment where, right. you know, uh, oh, the, the producers made the decision because uh, didn't Tom want to send one of the chefs home or something like that? I th- or there was some sort of commentary that Tom no, got I very think, upset. I
1: think Cliff got. I think Cliff had to leave yeah. as a result yeah. of that, yeah, yeah, um and you know, th- yeah, that disclaimer has always been there, and I almost never watched the show on air, right, um, so I don't know whether it's still there, yeah, but, oh, that's but a good it point. used to be it used to be this thing yeah. that even though uh, you know you've been on the show yeah we'll we'll talk about to the judges about what they think and all the rest of it but but right from jump, Tom was always. Adamant that no one was going to tell him anything about who was getting eliminated, (laughs) and 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 actually what we learned quite early on, and I I think that a lot of I think a lot of TV producers are very afraid to not be holding the strings the whole time and be the puppet master Mm. and know exactly what they're going to get. And I, you know, Jane and I, my my business partner Jane and I, um, learned actually from Project Greenlight that actually when you have no control, you sometimes get much better stuff than when you do control it. And so the the ethos of Top Chef and all the shows we've done really has been that you you let the competition play out the way it needs to play out right. and and even if you lose lose five beloved characters one after another after another you just trust that it's going to be okay, and it always is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm, of course, I've, and I've always said that to anyone who's like, oh, the producer's like, no, hey, hey, everyone, I've been on every side of the equation right now, and it's really what happens, you know? Everything is is, is actual reality. So you said that you sort of, that was a, a Project Greenlight moment. Mm. But did, what about, like, you? so you were also were part of the Survivor sort of franchise, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: well, in a weird way, I was. Okay, okay. Yeah, in a weird way, I was in the sense that... um I was working for this British production company and I actually moved out here to LA to work on the development of Survivor. Um, and, it, you know, my my boss in England had this idea. He'd done a, a thing years ago on a, uh, like an experiment on a youth TV show as it used to be called back then. Um, this sounds like it's from the 1950s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some television for today's youth. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and they put these people from all kinds of backgrounds on a desert island to see what would happen. So he he can can came up with this idea of you put these people on desert island from all kinds of backgrounds and someone gets eliminated every week and that was basically it and then what i had to do along with a whole bunch of other people and i was quite young at the time um was figure out well how's that a format um like how do you turn that into a tv show that people could actually produce um because people sitting around kind of a campfire for Forty-five minutes. Tele is not very good television, so. right? So I, I, we kind of investigated all these other. This is a whole wormhole. that You can just cut out if you want. To. <laughs> no, we love so the way we, we love the stories. We investigated all these kind of different ways that the show could work. So, like, my favorite was what if there's a mad because it was always there was a million dollar prize what if there's a mad millionaire who did this as a kind of like a kind of prank? Like, um, yes, I what's that. What's that movie? Um, Indecent Proposal. Like, like, what if I put a group of people on Desert Island and I only give one of them a million dollars and they kind of kill each other? And, you know, so we talked about doing it like that. And and eventually we came up with the idea that that they would all that you'd have this sort of tribal council where they'd vote each other off and we'd have challenges. And I, I don't even remember who came up with what idea and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I remember that I had to write the, uh, the treatment for it so that we could send it off and then, the, you know, my bosses could go out and start pitching right. it, which they did completely unsuccessfully, by the way. Uh. Um, so uh, I wrote this treatment, and back then it was called Survive. And, um, and one of the things that we did for the pitch packet is we – mocked up a, a cover of Time magazine with the survivors standing on a desert island and that ended up coming true Ooh, it was the yeah. most kind of wow. cool thing because oh like normally when you do well, like, one of these development projects you have all this hubris about what it's going to turn into and you do something like that <clears throat> and everyone looks at it and thinks oh you know that's just bullshit I hope you have now. I don't, oh, I, don't. Oh, I, don't no. have, I do have the original treatment that I wrote I still have that that's I kept awesome. it Nice. Um, but, but um, yeah, it didn't sell in the U.S., and then um, one of my colleagues at this British production company took it over to uh, Sweden and sold it in Sweden, and it aired there, and it became an overnight sensation, and then it came back over here, and uh, I think Mark Burnett, who was doing um, Eco Challenge at the time, heard about the show, optioned the rights, and then turned it into the show that you see today, and it's very different. Literally, when... when I, I, first of all, was not in the least surprised that it didn't sell. I couldn't imagine anyone making that show. <laughs> right? And, and I, I really thought that it probably, you know, couldn't be made. I thought it was probably <laughs> physically impossible to make it. Um, so, I, you know, I, like everyone else, I watched when the first episode aired. And right. Thought, wow, it's really
0: cool. So um, when, it, when it finally gets sold and you're watching it now and it's like, be, do, you, do, you, do you realize that you were in, like, a moment? Like, as in, again, oh, do, yeah. do, bring it back to me, like, I worked at El Bulli. Like, I, yeah. I realized that modern food was going to be a thing, and I was a part of, like, the beginning of it. You felt like that with, like, reality competition as well? Um, yeah, in, in a way, because it, it, my whole
1: career kind of actually stemmed from that moment, because when that show was about to air, um, I was having breakfast with Jane Lipsitz, my business now business partner, then- boss at vh1 she was a very powerful executive over at vh1 and we were working on a on a talk show which is what, more what i did back then um we were working on a talk show pilot and we were having breakfast and she asked if i'd heard about this survivor show and i said yeah actually i, I don't know what it's going to actually look like but i know what the show is and and so we started talking about that, and she said, oh, I wonder if you could do something like that with bands. So literally that day, I went oh. to my office, and I, I t- walked back into her office with one piece of paper with three paragraphs on it called Band Warfare, mm. which is this turned into the show called Bands Band on the, the Run, Run, which has sort of started my whole career in reality television, because I, I didn't do anything like that before. before
0: and, that. I, and at some point, you're like, you know, people will go on an island for a million dollars. Chefs will do it for 100,000. <laughs> And you don't have to fly him anywhere. Um, (laughs) But we're, we're skipping one part, which was Project Runway, right? Yeah, which which that's when I sort of personally, I guess as a fan, fell in love with like reality competition and like I'm not a f- obviously in a hoodie and a, and, a, and a weird baseball hat not a fashion guy unless, <laughs> oh, I'm, so uh, on unless I'm on Top Chef
1: and someone yeah. else is dressing me well, right. when, when blazy shows up when yeah. blazy he's shows really up. Dress. Oh, he's dressed okay we'll business. have to
0: drop the first like season of Top Chef in my pink rocks and baggy <laughs> pants to show yeah, we'll, that I'm not we'll a fashion know. guy um, but Project Runway you're watching a show again I'm not interested in fashion but I'm watching people sew mm-hmm. for an hour Yeah, and like I'm riveted a ba- and I'm not even into this sort of industry. Yeah. Um, ha- like, how did how did how did you pre- like? Okay, an island is exciting. Yeah. Sewing's not so exciting. No, it's very nerve wracking. <laughs> we, we were doing
1: Project Greenlight for Miramax, right? And and then we got a call from Eli Holzman, who's now a very high powered TV executive uh, with his own company. And um, Eli was working for Miramax at the time, and he said, "Harvey sold this show um, about fashion designers, and he wants you to pr- produce it." and um and we said oh okay um and he's not really someone that you say no to first of all so back then we weren't really like trying to you know we weren't we kind of were just going from show to show and whatever the thought of doing multiple shows at the same time was you know beyond us but we were doing last comic standing at the time Anyway, so we ended up up doing (laughs) the show... um Remember when you said you're not a hitmaker? Right. I just want to bring that up. We didn't do the first season of of, uh, Last... For a while, our whole thing was, oh, yeah, they can produce, but they never create their own thing, and Project Runway changed that because um, we did Last Comic Standing Season 2 and Project Greenlight Season 2. So that's Uh. kind of sort of the thing on us was like we could execute other people's ideas. We didn't have ideas of our own. And actually, Project Runway wasn't our idea, but, but actually... Um, it was this show with that was going to have fashion designers, and it had a name, and there were going to be models in it. And Heidi Klum was going to host it, and Michael Kors was involved, and Elle magazine were involved. But beyond that, we didn't really know what the show was going to be. Um, but we had almost no money to make it. And, and Eli, I think, realized we should we should go to a fashion school to make it. Um, because they have everything. They, we don't have to buy sewing machines and have a studio. They have all that stuff there. So we went and visited Parsons where we met the sure. lovely
0: Tim Gunn. The amazing Tim Gunn. Tim. The amazing yes. Tim Gunn. <clears throat>
1: um, who, uh, and, 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 and it turned out when we toured the place that they had this room with a big runway in it. And we're like, it has a runway. <laughs> we can do a runway She's show done. in every yeah. show. And then... And then um, The problem with the runway was it wasn't long enough for all the fashion designers and their models to stand on. We were like, okay, no problem. We'll put the top three and the bottom three on. And so all these things (laughs) are sort of like the format of the show just kind of came out of like we would have had a really complicated show with. 15 people out there and all the rest of it if it wasn't
0: so I mean and most of these sort of like ultimate success stories start like that like oh we just we inherited this restaurant space and it had a wood burning grill so we became a wood burning grill restaurant that's how Runway started because it was all just existing there
1: yeah and I mean we didn't weren't at all convinced that people sewing was going to be interesting either. And like I said, the budget was tiny. And you know, I remember right before, you know, I was I stayed here in LA to do last comic, and Jane went off to start up Runway. And um, I remember her saying about three weeks before we had to start, she said. I- I wish we could just give the money back. I just wish we didn't have to do this. It's this going to wow. be a disaster. Wow. wow! And, and I wasn't disagreeing with her. Oh, I, I not <laughs> was going to say, I was thinking, you, you, I so, you, Jane, Jane will be fine. You know, you're going and so and you to... So you talked her off the ledge, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, I mean, which we sort of have a history of doing for each other nice. over the <laughs> years. And then, and then once we started actually making the show, although it was really hard work it was really obvious that we were onto something because the, you, the crew were into it. So all these sort of hard-bitten kind of guys in baggy cargo shorts exactly. were like talking about, you know, dresses cut on the bias and sort of Cross getting stitch, into it, yeah. you know. Right. And all, all of a sudden,
0: like, they're in the sequence.
1: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, where'd that come from? So, um, so, yeah. so
2: for reality competition, is it – what's more important? Is it format? Because we're all sitting here mm-hmm. saying we don't want to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. We're trying to crack the code, watch. as you oh, know. Okay. Is, it, is
2: it format? Is it personalities? What, I mean, what else? could? What, I think you've
1: got to have a premise that people haven't seen before. I think you've got to have something that is your fresh angle, which goes to the point of format. And then I think the, so, and I mean, it sounds like a simple thing to say. It's not very easy to do, especially now. And then I think you have to give people a reason to care about it. So it's sort of like the search for the next great American chef like, okay, you know, like $100,000 is neither here nor there. No one really cares. Right, uh, the, right. The idea is that you're getting a kind of, for Top Chef, you get a sense of who's the next generation of culinary talent in this country, and I was there first. Like I knew about these people when they were nothing kind of thing. Sorry, don't mean to say that. You, no, you were already, I was, you, you <laughs> were already something when you came on the show. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I, <clears throat> and then I think you have to, yes, yeah, so you have to have a premise that people care about, and then you have to you have casting is key, mm-hmm. like, and and I think with with like I said before with Top Chef, I think having Tom Colicchio agree to come on board defined the show completely because he was someone who wasn't a TV chef. He was a chef's chef. He was someone that chefs respected and whose whose respect they desired, and that created its own stakes in the show and, and, and also just said to the industry this is something serious it's not a joke it's not
0: yeah
2: it's a stamp of you know. approval definitely yeah.
0: and amazingly enough i feel like he stayed true to that after all of these years which is kind i mean really oh, yeah. a testament oh, yeah. to tom like that he's yeah. sort of stayed that serious I don't, even,
2: I don't know what what is tom how did how did the, how did tom come about how, how many times happen?
0: did tom say no is really <laughs> i gotta think there's at least one or two no's um I don't, th- I don't think it was that he said no. He just took quite a bit of persuading.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think that um, Shauna Manoprio, who I'm um, sure you know yeah. well. Um, very well. Uh, Shauna uh, was the showrunner at the time. And she put together this list of people that she thought, you know, did some research and outreach and, and kind of came back with this list of names. And the number one name on the list was Tom. Oh. And, and Shauna just felt like he had something... He had this sort of, you know, it's like no accident that he ended up in People Magazine's Most Beautiful People one year. You know, like he has a kind of there's a sexiness about Tom that I can say. I with I, I don't see it
0: personally, but you're crazy. <laughs> You do? Yeah. So, oh, so oh, many women. Sure. So many women think Tom is hot. And, yeah, and, famously, and so many men and famously as well. bears. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Bears, definitely. Who <laughs> else was on that list? We'll bleep it in the edit. Who else was on that? Oh, no, I'll <laughs> never say. Oh, my I'll gosh. never
1: say, but I will say that Tom was our number one choice. Absolutely our number yeah. one choice. And I very well remember the call that we had with him to talk to him about it. And luckily, his wife is a filmmaker, and he mm-hmm. had watched Project Greenlight, and he knew that it was serious and credible. Um, so that was, a, that was really the reason that I think he said yes, because he knew that, He knew the work that we had done, and then Mm. in talking to us, knew that we were serious. And also, I think Runway had already aired at that point, um, and Michael Kors was, you know, he's a big fashion designer. Sure. You know, and um, for him to be involved in it, I think it started to kind of feel like, okay, this is a legitimate
0: thing to do, not something to be ashamed of. So when is, when is it, uh, are we at a point where if you're pitching reality television shows um, or, you know, the competition shows that you should, should stop saying it's this for that? Like when, you, I don't know if in the pitch meeting for Top Chef, it's project one ray but for chefs like i'm assuming that probably was said or well, written at one point if you're if you're pitching a food show i can pretty much guarantee that you can't compare it to
1: anything else because it will already have been done yeah. or piloted by the food network and if you're trying to do a food show anyway you know really the only place you can go and sell it is the food network unless right. somewhere like netflix will buy it
0: well we right. were saying i think i was telling you this story the other day where someone sent me a treatment it was like would mm. you want to host this show and i was reading it and i'm like oh this is uh, Cutthroat Kitchen, this other show that I've yeah. seen. I'm chained to someone and uh yeah, I've I've seen it before. So what is the landscape then? Is it is uh, of course not Top Chef, Top Chef Junior. Mm-hmm. There's a couple shows that have survived MasterChef, of course. But like is it dead? Like is the is is culinary competition as a thing? Is it just reached such a saturation where it can't be reinvented? I'm I, asking because I, I, ne- I got I a never, couple I, things I, out there no, floating no, around I, right no. now. I never
1: <laughs> believe that things can't be reinvented. Okay. Um, and there's a there are a couple of formats that I've been trying to sell for years, but it's really hard because they're network ideas and networks don't really do food shows,
0: right? Oh, that was so. That's a question I have on my list. Yeah, is is that because is it like movies? Once a, a couple of projects haven't worked, people just won't take the risk anymore.
1: Um, or is it like, is it- no, I I think that's part of it. The thing is, like, you can't sell to Fox because they only do stuff with Gordon right. Ramsay, really. Yeah. Um, and you. You know, ABC have tried a couple of things that haven't worked. NBC have tried a couple of things that haven't worked. And CBS have tried a couple of things that haven't worked. Right. So they now feel like they can't do food. I, I, I won't say that. I'm sure if you asked them, they would probably say, if the right idea came along, we would do it. But what would that idea be? I know not the two ideas
0: that I've tried to sell because they won't buy them. Right. Um, <laughs> and if you can't sell it, I'm not going to. By the way, just so you know, that means we're not no, going to No, actually, I don't know. I don't yeah. know that's true. I think that there's a sort of – there's a
1: um, – the 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 kind of the art of selling shows is a very kind of complicated one, and sometimes um, there, there's all kinds of things that go into it. Where where actually it's no bad thing to be like for you to walk in off the street and say, "I'm Richard Blaze." Or you can call me Blazy, right. the, uh, yeah, yeah. the renowned it's, chef. Yes, it's a thing now. I, <laughs> I, I want to get hashtag Blazy. Going. <laughs> I like it. It's gonna work. Um, <laughs> um, and and you could say, you know, I I know the culinary. We we tried this approach, right? Yeah. We you and, you and I took out a show together, and I really yes. liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool new thing, and so did some other people. But they just weren't willing to put their money where their mouth was, and we couldn't yeah. sell it.
0: Uh, listen, I can get in the meetings, Dan. Like we can oh, get yeah. we get in the meetings, which is a, which is a big part of it. But we're going to get there one day. That's all I'm saying. We're going to get there one day. Um, So, how do you feel about competitors then? Are you flattered when you see a show? I mean, I don't You see Chopped and you're like, oh, Chopped is basically a quick fire challenge. Someone took a part of like Top Chef and said, this is going to be a thing. Um, Or do you like, uh, you know, throw a a foam brick at the television? No, I don't. I don't. (laughs) I don't care. You don't have time. I don't don't care
1: really if if people sort of. I, I mean, I feel like there are a lot of things that we've done on Top Chef uh, that we had a very specific reason for doing that have now become part of what you do in right. these shows. And so actually, I just look at it as like, okay, what now, now we've got to come up with a different way of doing that. I just think of it that way, and it's good, actually. It drives us to do things differently. Like This is just a silly example, right? right. There's, there's, a, there's a shot um, in... Uh, that we sometimes, that we used to, I don't even know if we do it anymore on Top Chef, that we did, uh, um, which which I called um, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, after the, uh, the album cover of the prog rock band where they're all in, in profile, one after another after another. And we did a shot down the line of the judges at judges' table, or one after another after another after another. Yes. Just because everyone else always is like, if you even get... Slightly profiling, everyone throws their hands up and freaks out and goes, Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> right. You've got to see both eyes. It's like, well why? Right. You know, um, so so I, I I like it when we can try and do stuff that's a bit more cinematic. But then I started to see that shot all over the place. <laughs> right. And um and um
0: and so there's figure out something new to do. But you feel good about it when you're like, Yeah, we created that. Not we- really no that's crazy. I, don't, I, don't I don't really i don't I, every I don't. time i'd see it i'd be like yeah if every time someone grabs a liquid nitrogen tank i'm like that's well, kind of I don't me, immediately <laughs> say
1: oh they ripped us off i i you know because sometimes i don't know there's a lot of different kind of ideas out there in the ether and maybe someone had the the idea themselves for their own reasons and i know that we've like i don't really watch other food shows right um but i know that we've done stuff on the show or i've Pitch stuff for the show that has been, you know, that I found out afterwards have been done
0: on some other show. It's like there's only so many ways to skin the cat, you Mm -hmm. know. A gentleman's answer uh, to be expected. So, listen, Dan, (laughs) uh, your time is precious. Uh, We're going to get into some. uh, This is the first time we're doing a mailbag on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So, we we polled uh, some of our listeners and they've asked some questions. Okay. Uh, I also have a couple questions. One is this is a, and I know you're a football fan. Mm hmm. I know you're unfortunately a Tottenham fan. Is this yeah, correct? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I say that as an Arsenal boy. I know. Um, so, this is a, my know. question to you. Yeah. Uh, if you had to choose, if Spurs are out, Arsenal or Manchester United? Actually, Arsenal. Yeah. Wow. I, I, know, I know I'm not supposed to say that as a Spurs fan. <laughs> I was going to say.
1: I, I just, Manchester and I, uh, United just annoy yeah. me. And, oh, and, you and me both. I actually, my, my, uh, my brother in law and my, and my nephew are avid Arsenal supporters and, oh wow so you gotta and, put up with and it and so, so yeah. and I don't I, you know I don't I didn't grow up on the terraces of White Hart Lane, you know what I mean? I'm, yes. I'm a kid from the country, you know, um, so
0: so I, I don't, I'm not dyed in the wool, kind of football supporter who likes to fight Exactly. I was going to say, that you might not know that Jasmine and I, we spent our honeymoon and watched the last Champions League game in Highbury. Oh, yeah. really? Yes, and that was frightening. We, we actually and did, that, was, that was Champions League. was not league. frightening. It was pretty rough. There was, I mean, enough? and that was a Spanish League versus a British no, team. No, it was fine. Um, it was good. Well, I was but frightened. We, uh, we did,
2: we blew off reservations at the Doug, we did
0: really we went because she played she's a big uh yeah. <laughs> played soccer and and uh oh, so we, 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 yeah so big yeah, big supporter yeah. um i'm gonna oh, keep it cool. somewhat related to okay. the uh soccer football question okay uh by the way uh gunners fans all over the place now are super excited and you're gonna have a bunch <laughs> of people call you out about that. Um, <laughs> i know i know I've, yeah and and spurs fans champions league for top chef will it ever happen a season where only winners compete Oof. Oh this is tough because I, I luck, think yeah. people
1: would love to see
0: that. Yeah. I think it would be very, very difficult. Yeah. Would you mm. do it? See, this, this is great. Would you so, do I, it? This is yeah. the question. The question, yeah, it, 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 you know. Because I don't see like, you making it, a past episode. I don't know. You've, convinced, no, <laughs> kidding, You've okay. convinced me more than once to yeah. do things. Yeah. You're oh, I very convincing. I, I, remember, I, remember, it, well, I
1: remember talking you into doing Masters, which worked out well. Yes, So yes. I, You know, actually, I now say if I ever, I very rarely do that, pick up the phone to try and talk someone into doing the show as a contestant. But when I do, I always say, the first person that I ever asked, to, that I ever made this phone call to,
0: was Richard Blaze and nice. ended up yeah, winning. Wow! It. Yeah. First like, of all, wow! I got goosebumps listening to that. I remember <laughs> that was a tough call to take. I, you know what? I'm a competitor, so that's yeah. my, my answer. Just there as competitor, but I do agree. Now it you have people who like have scheduling. so much going. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be like, able to get a. It season. would be a different yeah. type of thing. It would be really, really tough. But You'd there's a lot of fans I would love to Really see it. do it.
1: I, I, I actually yeah. think. I mean, Tom always talks about it, and I think that. Who? who I think that truthfully, I think if you could give. People, if you could guarantee to pay
0: everyone something, right. and you could—sorry, my phone's buzzing. Yeah, no, no worries. You, and, you got um, right to the answer, which I think is really—you know—I yeah, think that, how could the field, it, you, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think if you if you could pay everyone something, and maybe there was a charity component or something like sure. that, and yeah. if some brand would put up a big, big prize, yeah. maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think I think fans would love to see. It, egos are—it yeah.
0: would be egos crazy, are a thing though. crazy yeah. to yeah. do. Cuddy. Mm. see how i did that egos are a thing that's the problem like i've won and lost so like my ego's been bruised but i think like you know think about that there'd be whatever it is 16 or 17
1: done the show have not won right you know what i mean like who have won the show have not won right so you know i mean so brooke has not
0: won that's it and
1: and it was also a winner we'd be the only two that were
0: would be could walk away there and because it's a sport the fact is you can't take away the win no Right. So anyway, that's uh, I guess I'm oddly enough pitching the show yeah. <laughs> that I probably wouldn't be a part of. But What are you talking about? Of course you would. There we go. See, look, you're very convincing. I'm already in. Uh, we're starting it. We're starting it. Okay. Um, this is a question now. Let's see. This is going to be from uh, Drea. How many more seasons do you see Top Chef going? I, I, c- I don't see an end
1: in sight of Top Chef. I really don't. Yeah. I nice. think it has. I think it has a place. It does a very specific thing and no one else can do what it mm. does. And, and, and until people don't care about restaurants anymore and care about the food scene, I think it will still
0: exist. I love that. And that yeah. means that even if there's no Champions League, there'll be eventually a Seniors edition. And <laughs> The Seniors <you>, team, <laughs> Exactly. Amazing. That would be kind of good. It's like, like Jack. We did and have <laughs> Top Chef Masters. You did yeah, have Top true. Chef that's Masters. True. That's true. Which, you know, I think for those of us who competed on Top Chef, there was always that weird thing like, well, Masters versus... And then it became a point where I think like... We're all kind of in the same class mm. at this point, which I guess a lot of I Masters wanted, would be upset at. You, you know at. we did the season of Top Chef in
1: Charleston where we had um, vets against newbies. Yeah. I, I wanted to do right. Reboot Masters as being Masters against uh, a Top Chef Ooh, alumni like yeah. who have achieved Masters status, status Right, yeah, totally. which there have been a lot. My, I,
0: myself, Look at that. We're just spitting out ideas here. You would definitely be uh, crazy. Just yeah, kind of kid yourself. <laughs> uh, next question here. This is from a Top Chef contestant, I think, on this season. Brother Luck. Yeah, uh-huh. wants to know if you'll pitch a Top Chef training camp show hosted by Richard Blaze. Huh. Because we've talked about it on the podcast how yeah. I feel like there's, you know, to not be to do, use the Star Wars analogy, like go back in time and like how do you get to be on Top Chef and sort mm-hmm. of cover that moment or the training camp or the process to get on Top Chef. Brother Luck wants me to host that. So I appreciate. It. We've never yeah. met in person. man of taste. We didn't even put up of that. Taste.
1: Yeah. Um, um, I think that's an excellent idea and um, we have talked about uh, actually, um, Michael Voltaggio pitched me that idea with himself as host, obviously. Of course. Yeah, because of course. He, yeah. he, um, he likes to um, you know, kind of say that he, that he
0: prepared a number of people who did really well he, on the he show. Talked which which he talked about that the podcast. He came in here, very, and he, he should did. be very proud. he yeah, a, a, a bunch of yeah. people. And then he's he rattled off people. Tree. Yeah, he, he rattled off people, that yeah. one that we, we didn't even know, know were connected yeah, to totally. him, basically. Yeah. Uh, we're a Voltaggio fan. Um, this one here. How do you pick out the cities? How do, the, how do the cities come about? Um, My answer would be I'm assuming whoever wants to be a part of it and is willing to come to the table and be like, hey, yeah, we want to host you and take care k- of you. That's kind of it. But, uh, but <clears throat> every city and every place
1: that we've been to, we, ha- we had a culinary reason why we wanted to go there. And it always starts as a conversation of um, who, sh- who could we approach? Um, rather than, hey, guess who kind of stepped up with a check? So right. it, I don't think it's a secret that, um, that the cities that we go to, basically we can't afford to make the show unless there's some kind of in-kind or cash infusion to help us make the so show. So expensive. Padme yeah. is so expensive. <laughs> you know, Padme's <laughs> glam bill alone. Yeah, but, actually, I mean, but, the, but actually when we come to town, we, as you know, we leave a pretty big footprint and... Um, yeah. And we spend a lot of money in town, so uh, very often it's tax breaks make it possible. There's all kinds of different ways. But ultimately, we wouldn't go somewhere that we felt
0: was going to be lame as a series and no one would care about. Yeah, if you did champions, it's going to have to be international. That's just one thing I'm throwing out there. That it's going to have <laughs> yes, to be Paris or London. I love Hong Kong as a city, and what an amazing yeah! Look at that. See, it's already working. See, yeah, I that was already. It was it was getting there, this it's done. It's nice little nice little, yeah, little tip right treatment writes itself. There it you does. go. Um, favorite moment in Top Chef history as we come down to the uh, last couple oh, questions f- here. Favorite, That's favorite a tough moment. one, and I mean, maybe maybe you don't even have to answer that one. No, I could pick. How do you pick one?
1: I will tell you a kind of a a weird moment in Top Chef history where I ended up in the show in an unexpected way. Yes, (laughs) yes. So we were doing Top Chef Masters with Curtis, and the quick fire was cooking with bugs, which he very gamely went along with, and he tasted every single dish with just disgust. I wouldn't touch it. Um, And so then... uh, the next day we came to do the uh, the elimination challenge, and, and on Masters we had our own dining room there in the studio and Curtis would, had been sick all night and he was still sick, and he was literally throwing up and he said i don't think i don 't think I can do it and so we kind of threw up a, a hail Mary, which was instead of Curtis, I sat at the table with James and Gail and whoever else was Aww. there, Francis or whoever, and pretended to be Curtis. didn 't pretend to be him, obviously, <laughs> but I kind of was asking questions and keeping the conversation going and someone else was writing stuff down and then we put Curtis in and did pickups at the end. Ooh, and wow. when you watch wow. the show, it looked like Curtis was there all along but it was really me. Oh. <laughs> that go go is some inside that. baseball That was one stuff. of my, one of my awesome. favorite, one of my personal favorite moments. Right. There
0: are, the, God, there are millions of them. Now, there. did you, because the one thing that I don't like eating is bugs. As a matter of fact, when we did yeah. uh, one of the Mexico episodes that I was judging, we had to eat uh, sort of ant eggs and stuff like mm. that and crickets. Not a big fan. So did you ever think that Curtis was just kind of trying to get out like calling and sick that day? <laughs> no he'd already done it. Oh, he'd already, already, done it. It. He he was already
1: done it. it. He's he throwing it. Might have been wise. Oh, no, yeah, he, he's yeah, a that you know Curtis. He's a pro. Yeah. He like, yeah. Curtis is like up for anything. He's
0: an amazing. Yeah. He is absolutely. Uh this is a this is a question I'm curious about. Uh the top chef cast house. Mm. The question is how do you choose it? Okay. Well, there there I think this is someone from Airbnb just to throw that out there. <laughs> um but but besides choosing it, I'm curious, I want more
1: of the cast house. Yeah, it's really hard to find time in the show for it. Right. and, yeah. and
0: um sometimes Sometimes we can't go the, digital component with it. We can't go like uh, like live cam. Uh, live after cam. hours? <laughs> no, we can't.
1: <laughs> we can't go live cam. Spoilers.
0: Nice. Like I nice. want, I
2: want like a direct to camera cooking show from the from the because um, there the are as house. a competitor, there mm. are moments that happen at that house
0: that at that house that yeah. are kind of like I remember one time Fabio just made meatballs for me, mm. and like I kind of fell in love with Fabio in that moment. Oh, yeah. But like I'm sure cameras were around, there but are, like there's just no time for it. it the thing is that
1: you know one of the things about the show is that we we spend a lot of time trying to get to know the characters getting to know the, the the real people involved and trying to get the audience invested in them and at the beginning it's very hard to fit it in in fact we don't include every dish in the quickfire in the first couple of episodes right. because there just isn't time um so a few people just get left out and mm. no one hopefully no one ever knows this. but but i mean the the problem is that it's just very hard to find time for those scenes. I love them personally. Right. I always like doing it, and we did try it in some seasons, like in, um, well, in in New Orleans, we tried to do more stuff where they were out and about in New Orleans and doing stuff. Sure, and we did do in the se- didn't we in the All Stars? Didn't we try to do a a uh, a beat where we were in in a bar after the show? Do you remember that?
0: Yes, yeah, we, totally. where, and I totally. think it did yeah. actually play a well, little bit.
1: Well, we came up with this idea of well, what about? instead of doing a previously on as we call it right yeah. I, don't, I expect you can work out why it's called that um, <laughs> instead of doing a previously on why don't we make a scene where people just sort of talk about not make a scene but just literally organically have fallout reality after the elimination and use it with flashbacks to tell the, uh, the story of what happened in the previous episode rather than just doing last
0: week on Top mm-hmm. Chef yeah. I kind of like that because it's also like I, f- I feel like very organic to the restaurant yeah. world like, no oh, I, agree. I agree we're done and now let's right. go have a couple of pints and, yeah. and talk about our bosses really really bad um, so I think that works. Uh, I have this one last question. Who's yeah. a bigger diva, Heidi Klum or Tom Clickio? <laughs>
1: Curveball.
0: Depends what era Tom you're talking <laughs> about.
1: <laughs> now, um, Not recently. Talk, Tom's been so awesome. happy lately. No, he is. He's, right? he's playing he's, guitar.
0: He's gardening. He has, he's... A, great,
1: he has a great time on the show. This just like summer camp for him. He, yeah. he, I think he really loves doing it now. Um, there was a time when I think he got a bit tired of it, and we were doing a lot of them back to back to back. Um, actually Heidi was never a diva at all quite the opposite very down to earth very cool really funny like up for whatever Um, you know she would get she used to get changed in um, Tim's uh, office at Parsons Uh -uh. no like she wasn't she didn't have a lot of demands and stuff she was always really really cool and super nice um, but Tom, Tom really I can't say Tom's a diva yeah, um, I, he really not. isn't he's so <laughs> kind of cool and down to earth he really really is guy. you
0: know who else is really cool and down to earth you gonna say blazy? No, Cuddy. <laughs> oh, really? Dan okay. Cutforth, thank you so much for hanging out with yes, us. It was a um, can we do a follow up episode at some point? Yeah, I don't sure, want brown out, reaching out across the table. Hi, uh, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Starving for Attention. Dan Cutforth. 86. Uh, kind of amazing. Oh, I swear. I'm gonna on arm. Oh my god, I forgot. We do one thing. Yeah, okay, Cuddy. Yeah, yeah. At the end of each episode, we ask our guests to 86 something. <laughs> It's eighty-six. Okay. You're familiar with the term? I am. I am. It could be anything in the world. It could be food. It could be really anything you want. We have had <laughs> answers that ranged from uh, Caesar salad to Donald Trump. Uh, so what does Dan Cutforth want at 86? Well, this is going to be controversial. Yeah, um, we
1: like that. But um, I, am, I, am, I basically have the tastes of a sort of seven-year-old boy. <laughs> I, 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 and – even though I grew up on a farm with a massive, like, literally huge one-acre kitchen garden, uh, I don't like vegetables. So I would like to see vegetables at 86. That's hilarious. Wow. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. And I, I, get the, I get kind of that they're important, and I do as a do, parent That's also. right. I was going to say, do you make your kids no, eat vegetables? No, I do make my kids eat vegetables. Um, but but the, th- the thing that irritates me is that I I love meat and potatoes. I absolutely love meat and potatoes. And I feel like any time I go and order meat anywhere, there are never potatoes with it anymore. There's always some sort of array of vegetables and maybe a broth. And I would like to see the return of, really it's a plea
0: it's a cry for help for the potato. Yeah. I I'm you know, I'm forty-six like, percent British. I did the DNA yes, test. That's right, I remember. <laughs> like I love but we're bring we should bring it back. That's the hashtag blazy and cuddy yeah. potatoes twenty eighteen. I'll go even further.
1: Yeah. I think that there is a I think that there's maybe maybe there's only a web series in it, but Baked potato challenge.
0: Oh my! First of all, let get, Idaho. Get,
2: get it right who doesn't love baked hit, potatoes? Right you never yeah. see them yeah. ever. Hit no
0: one up. ever does not That's right. I'm gonna. Br- I'm bringing them back just, just for you. Baked potatoes. Some big old prime rib and uh, baked potato. Like let's get let's do let's throw I, it back.
1: I, I mean, I'm I'm actually serious though. I you know, I <laughs> want to <laughs> do you, that as a like, quick fire on Top Chef sometime. I want to do a baked potato challenge, and mm-hmm. I've even thought about how it would work practically because it's not very quick to bake a potato you know not why? the way I like it. Well, it's,
2: if he, if if Cuddy comes down to San Diego to visit, we'll take him to that the place we had that. Oh,
0: with the massive baked potato with. They oh, just really? like, like a loaded it's like a bag- potato the size it's like of my head, of and they just like fold in a half pound of butter and a quart of like sour cream. They you know? do it's a table side. yeah. It's table kind side of amazing. Baked We're gonna bring it back. Really? Also, yeah. I'd love to judge the baked potato quick fire. I'm just okay. saying, like I'm throwing my hat in. <laughs> We're gonna in make <laughs> it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Dan Cutford, thank you so much for hanging out. Listen, everyone, this was a great episode. Go on over to Apple uh, Podcasts and do us a favor. Hit subscribe. Uh, it's free. It really helps us out with the algorithm, which is a thing, I guess, Dan, mm-hmm. that you need to uh, get ratings. Uh, we've had a lot. Lot of fun, and until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard blades Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Starving for Attention and thank you to our sponsors who make this possible. Green Chef, you can get $50 off your first box, greenchef.us slash Richard. San Pellegrino for keeping us hydrated. To find S. Pellegrino in your area, visit sanpellegrino.com and of course, the ever reliable True Car. Visit True Car for a better buying experience. Until next week, stay hungry.